Welcome into another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. I'm Woody Womack, joined uh, by Dave Lackford, back on the pod. Dave, how's it going? Good to be back, man. Yeah, Dave's been uh, MIA. <laughs> We've got some questionable feedback, Dave, about your appearances. Have you have you heard that? No, fill me in. Uh, just some people on Twitter complaining. If you have complaints, tweet them at Dave Lackford, at Rivals Dave. Uh, but we're, we love Lackford. We're glad to have him back. We were supposed to have Sam Spiegelman on, but uh, he's having some travel issues, so I just went ahead and let him be. Of course, I was having a messed up schedule today. We're recording this late, so if you're listening, it's probably Monday morning, uh, hopefully, which is a little late for our Sunday show, but whatever. We'll do what we can. So, Dave, let's jump right into it. Uh, great slate of games. We were going to talk to Sam about uh, uh, LSU and Texas. He was actually in Austin, but didn't go to the game, which is uh, also didn't go to Voodoo Donuts, like I told him to. But uh, you and I were texting while we were watching. What was your biggest takeaway from that game? I mean, do we think LSU can can really challenge Alabama now? Um, yeah, I was really impressed with the fact that they're airing a the ball out. They got an offense now. Um, they've got four-star, five-star defensive backs all over the place. Um, no matter what Texas says about DBU, I think uh, LSU really holds that crown. And uh, now they got the receivers out there, man. Jefferson and Marshall look good. Burrow was throwing the ball with confidence and um, really making a lot of ballsy, gutsy plays in crucial spots. So let's talk about this DBU thing for a second. Now, I'm not big on this, you know, who's DBU, who's whatever you, but I mean, <laughs> nowhere in my mind has Texas ever even been remotely considered as DBU. Where did they come up with? Why did this become a thing all of a sudden? And why would you put, I don't get like, you know, all these coaches don't want people cussing on Twitter and don't want people saying this and that. And then they print up shirts for their team saying there's only one DBU and then you you, you sit there and mock the team headed into the game that you're playing. Why, what is the point? Of, what's the upside of doing that? I'm going to put my Rob Cassidy hat on and just say that's a football guy thing for football guys. Because I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. What, what's the legitimacy of that claim? Earl Thomas? Who's who's the best Texas? Right, Roy, Roy Williams. Wait. Mike Huff? I mean, who are we talking <laughs> wait, wait, about? Wait. Where did, did, did DB Roy Williams go to Oklahoma or Texas? DB Roy Williams. I feel like he went to Oklahoma. I don't remember. No, wide receiver Roy Williams went to Texas. DB Roy Williams went to Oklahoma. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, if you go back and look, okay, so let's let's look at t- Texas's draft in the last t- in the last ten years. How many players do you think have been drafted uh, from the University of Texas at DB? In the last 10 years, um, well, Earl Thomas, was he 10 years ago? How old am I? Jeez, man, it all runs together. Well, you and Earl, I'd, say, I, I'd say three. Oh, there's more, it's definitely more than three. So if we go back to 09, let's see. When was Earl Thomas drafted? Let's see. Thomas. Uh, he was drafted in 2010, so he counts. So that year in 2010, so if we start in, we start in uh, 2010, they had Earl Thomas, uh Ch- Cheeky Brown, which I guess is a he's a DB, uh, in 2011. Curtis Brown in 2011. Aaron Williams in 2011. So that's already at four. Uh, Kenny Vaccaro, first round pick in 2013. Ken- Kenny's good. Kenny's good. I'll give Kenny his props. Uh, Quandre Diggs in 2015. I don't know who that is. Mikel Thompson. 
And then uh, Deshaun Elliott, one of my favorites, went in 2018. That gives us eight. Chris Boyd in 2019. So that's nine. So about one player a year over the last 10 years. That's not bad, right? I mean, Virginia Tech has a better claim than than, um, Texas if we're going to go by that. Right. Now, if we go to LSU during that time, we go back to 09. Okay. Actually, I got to go. LSU has so many players drafted, I have to go to a, a second page. We're going to start in 2010 because <laughs> <laughs> 2010, this thing I'm looking at only goes back to 2010. Uh, Patrick Peterson, of course, uh, the fifth overall pick. Ron Brooks, Brandon Taylor. Uh, then we had the next year, Maurice Claiborne. Therald Simon, I don't know who that is. Uh, Teron Matthew, Honey Badger, Eric Reed, of course. Um, this is riveting. Uh, Jalen Collins, <laughs> Rashard Robertson, uh, Tredavious White, Jamal Adams. We're at eleven now. Uh, big, we- big Mike Farrell fan. Dante John Dante Jackson Greedy Williams. That's thirteen since two thousand ten, and the difference is uh, five of those guys are first round picks. You know, right? And 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 perennial All Pro. Right, and the ones that weren't, Teron Matthew was a third rounder. How many things right. has he made? Um, so, the bottom line is this is a dumb argument, and it's a stupid week. I don't know why they decided to pick. Why did they have to? Uh, why did they have to pick it now? You know, I don't know, man. I, maybe they just try to find ways to fire themselves up, but it, it just—it's like I don't understand this external motivation that these people have to come up with. It's like you're—you're—you're you're, you're there to do a job. You're one of the best in the country. You're going to Texas for a reason. Why do you need to do this corny stuff to motivate you for game day? It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Okay, well, so they gave up 471 yards passing to Joe Burrow. Oh yeah, which yeah, three—they had three 100-yard receivers. Right. I mean, and and LSU did give up 409 yards passing to Ellinger, too. Ellinger, however you want to say it. Um, right. But, I mean, you know, <laughs> look, the bottom line is this is just, it was a dumb thing to do. LSU was comfortably ahead. I mean, you, keep in mind, they basically won this game by two scores, right? You got the, they got the late touchdown and then the onside kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, here's a funny – you want to hear a funny set? How many yards passing do you think UCF gave up to Joe Burrow last year in the bowl game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say – I'm going to say two, 200. No, no. They gave up a lot. Uh, let's see. Let me get the exact number. It was upwards of – it was near 400, but it wasn't as many. It definitely was not as many as uh, DBU. and as we know ucf not exactly known for uh their defensive prowess especially especially in that game uh when they had a lot of uh of uh passing yards that they gave up with their defense was on the field the entire game let's see joe burrow had 394 yards passing in that game so there you go about 100 yards less than db than db gave up (laughs) (laughs) come on so sorry sorry texas i do think texas is pretty decent but i mean did i tell you ahead of time i was getting a feeling that lsu was going to win this game 
Yeah, yeah. You, you told me you you took them. Yeah, I did. I was I was really just the vibe I kept getting, especially the more coverage. Like it seemed like college football media fell in love with Ellinger so quickly. He's got tree trunks for legs. I'm like, oh, please. You know, like, and look, I really like the way they played against Georgia. They they just really shocked me in that game. And I'm not one of these. I'm not a SEC honk. But to think that like Ellinger was going to run all over LSU, any quarterback has a hard time with LSU's defense. Like I told, I texted you, they had four or five five stars on the field at the same time, right. and that doesn't include that group. Doesn't include uh, Grant Delpit, who's probably the best DB they have or best player they have. Do you think? Do you think it's chalked up to youth as far as the explosion we saw in a passing attack from Texas? Because they they lost some guys, and, and like you said, Del Pitt was out, and Stingley was out there in his first game, and he looked great. I mean, wow, that dude looked like a first round pick to me. But uh, they, they they did surrender a lot of yardage. But why why was it such a shootout, man? Because these are two good secondaries. What what what's going on there? to allow these guys to just air it out like that? Is it just when you get into a big 12 stadium, you forget how to cover people or you, you <laughs> break down your assignments? Or what is it well, I think what Ellinger did, which is something we see Trevor Lawrence do a lot, and I think it's a trend of a lot of uh, smart quarterbacks, is they find the weakness and they kind of pick on them. I was looking at the mm-hmm. pro football focus grades today, which you know I love to do, and Stingley graded out as uh, LSU's best overall defensive player, their best cover man and in their best tackler. So yeah, he looked amazing. I mean, that's pretty tough, but you, some of the guys that struggled, that there were some guys that struggled in coverage and I mean, they were on the field. Stingley played 91 snaps, which is a huge number, you know, for there, there were not, he yeah. played, he's the only defensive player that played every single snap in the game. So I do think that, uh, you know, Delpit was only out for seven, seven plays. I thought Kerry Vincent didn't have that, that or uh, excuse me, Christian Fulton didn't have that good of a game. He graded out pretty decently, but I mean, you know, it was a shootout. Sometimes these games happen. Sometimes you have a game where you have, you know, you remember famously the Oregon Auburn national championship where it was like, there's going to be a hundred points. And it's like right. 22 to 19 or whatever, you know, uh, yeah. it happens. So this is a big win for LSU. I still think Texas is going to be in the hunt there in the big 12. They, they can score with anyone. But like you said, the young defense, they got to figure it out because, you know, Oklahoma is not going away, especially with the way that uh, that Hurts has been playing. So do you do you think that LSU's offense now transitions into this this spread attack where they're just airing it out? Because if they do, that defense is going to be on the field a lot more and teams are going to have to throw. So, you know, you might see uh, better numbers getting put up by LSU's opponents. Now, I haven't looked at LSU's schedule and I don't know. Yeah, they got to. They got to go to. I think they go to Starkville, and they got to go to Tuscaloosa um, to when they play Alabama and Mississippi State. So they have a really hard schedule just because they had to play Auburn still. They got to play Texas A&M mm-hmm. still. I do think LSU, if they're smart, will try to use some of these young running backs. I mean, I'm you know Clyde Edwards Hilaire, you know, serves a purpose, but I mean, you've got some, you've got some young guys there that I think were borderline five stars, you know, Tyrion Davis and um, John Emery, which Mm -hmm. Emery might have even finished as a five star. I can't remember. I mean, 
I'm I'm constantly arguing that no running backs should be five stars on the rankings calls. Yeah, because they don't get drafted in the first right. round. I know. So, this is a solid argument. Right. So I'm like, we have too many five stars. He finished at number 36 overall. He didn't play in this game at all, which uh, which tells you, you know. But, I mean, they all, they ran it with, with their running. I mean, Leonard Fournette, the Leonard's brother, I mean, three carries for mm-hmm. nine yards. We got to keep trotting him out there, really. Um, when you got, <laughs> sorry, Leonard, I'm sure he's a good pass blocker or whatever, which is actually something I think fans really overlook, especially now when I'm looking at these grades, uh, you'll see a guy who everyone's like, why isn't he getting more carries? Then you'll go and you'll look at his thing and you'll see that he allowed like, you know, two sacks or something. <laughs> and it's like, oh right. yeah, I get it. But, uh, anyway, a big win for LSU. Sorry we didn't have anyone on site that could uh, give us insight, but it was a great back-and-forth game. We were distracted because the Tennessee game was going on at the same time. Um, but, you know, hey, what can you do? Um, so let's let's run through them. Alabama killed New Mexico State. Don't need to talk about it. They keep rolling. Tua's been running. I like healthy Tua. Um, I, I watched the first play of that game, and he just, like, hits rugs. And Ruggs just jogs down the sideline, and I'm like, there's too much going on. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and turn this I actually thought that should have counted as a running play. Do you think it was a lateral? Yeah, I thought it was. Then you think it went backwards? It looked like um, it. Yeah, it did look like that. I don't. Did they Did they not? I think it counted as a touchdown, as a pass. Uh, let, me ch- let me check. Okay. It was Ruggs, right? Yeah, yeah. Henry oh, no, Ruggs. they did count it. One carry, 75 yards. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you good, good job, man. You were spot uh, boy, on. Astute our boy eight. Mac Jones came in through a touchdown, five and nine for fifty-eight yards. So big shout to him on his had his birthday this past week. Um, Georgia, they smoked Murray State sixty-three to seventeen. That game was, I think Murray State like scored a touchdown at one point. Former Florida, it was seven to seven at one point in the first quarter. Yeah, man, the, I think and I think the first quarter ended seven. To right, seven. and that was Daquan Green who transferred from Florida was a four-star at one time. I don't know if he finished there. He scored. He caught a long touchdown. The problem is with Georgia, the kind of they're kind of sleepwalking through these these first two games. They brought their backup in, who uh, you and I talked about <laughs> from his JUCO days. Right. He went nine of thirteen with uh, 124 yards and two touchdowns. So, uh, you know, it's funny. It's so funny to me when I see Murray State play Georgia because I know like 20 kids on that Murray State team. You know, those are the kids that are, like, sending me their huddles, like, Dave, you think you could help me out with Louisville and Kentucky? I'm like, eh, nah, bro. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to their games as high school kids, and they're decent high school football players, you know, but I, I just know, like, I'm like, man, they're playing Georgia. I, I don't know how I would think as a – as a football player, FCS or yeah, an FCS kid going up against these guys, man, it's just another level, man. Did you see DeAndre Swift's dad in the crowd? Uh, no, I, I mean I saw like one play of this game, probably. DeAndre Swift's dad looks like a, a MMA heavyweight dude with a big beard. He's a North Philly dude, and it's like that's the DNA. That's that George is putting on the field, <laughs> and I know some of these kids, the Murray State dads. You know, like I go out drinking with them. I'm like taller than them. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so congratulations to Murray State for getting out of that one alive and yeah, healthy. Cash the check, and hopefully they uh, didn't have any injuries. So, uh, all right, moving right. on. Oklahoma smoked South Dakota seventy to fourteen. Jalen Hurts looked good again. I think some of the old five star youngsters got into the the action. Um, Let's see. Uh, Spencer Rattler came in, went four of four, threw a touchdown. 
Big shout out to him. Jaden oh. Hazelwood caught a touchdown. Theo Weiss caught a touchdown. So, uh, so they, you know, the, the, the Oklahoma's in reloading mode, not rebuilding mode. So, uh, you know, big shout to them for that. This was the one I wanted to talk to you about. Your beloved Cincinnati Bearcats get skunked 40, 42 <laughs> to nothing. What do you call them? UC, CU? What, what? I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, UC. UC, University yeah. of Cincinnati. Yeah, University. It's just, I'm lazy, so I don't feel like typing out Cincinnati. Plus, Cincinnati is one of those words I would struggle to spell because it's got the, the double consonants, and I don't know exactly where to put them. So I just say UC. UC more like you, know you stink. Uh, 42. <laughs> I mean, come on, bro. What are we talking about, man? They're freaking, what are they, in Conference USA it's, or whatever? Just, no, they're in the okay. American Athletic Conference. It's just so funny that everybody is constantly – that that people were like, oh, watch out, Ohio State. Justin Fields didn't look very good week one. It's like, okay, they smoked FAU in week one, and they killed. I mean, they killed them. There was all these. There were so many people being like, Luke Fickle finds these underrated Ohio prospects, and they're gonna go. Well, I mean, he does. He he finds good players that compete and can compete in the AAC. But it's like, you know, Ohio State's third string players will be starting for losing. Right, so, right, what are we exactly. talking about? And, I, like- and Justin looked good. Justin looked. Justin was throwing eighteen yard comeback routes to the field side or to the boundary side. I was like, oh, what was it? Yeah, yeah. What's Justin your take Taylor? on UCF beating FAU by a bigger margin than Ohio State did? <laughs> 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 Another another national championship <laughs> for the Knights, baby. Under, under, under us. We talked about LSU. Uh, Michigan, uh, this one this one was Oof. a brutal game. They win 24 to 21 in overtime, uh, two, double overtime game. They were lucky to survive. Uh, the days are when we could have had Coach Brown on to talk about it. Um, but I, I don't know. The uh, <laughs> Well, you made a good point to me when we were texting during the game, and you said that there was a turnover – then you say Michigan, right. Michigan scooped and, scooped scored, and scored, and, and they were it would have been up fourteen. Inadvertent whistle. It was an inadvertent whistle, and I think that the whole game changes on that because the, the problem with Army is this: their their offense is weird, and they they take forever and they eat up so much clock that it's like it gets you out of your timing. They're, those triple option teams are always tricky to play, and Army, you know, is is well disciplined, you know. Because they're service members and they're going to go uh, get in firefights with foreign enemies. So good that they're disciplined. But, um, you know, it's always a tricky game. But if you're Michigan and, and you were ranked by all these like preseason magazines, it's like right outside the playoffs, you, you can't be going to overtime. And, and honestly, they should have lost. I mean, that offensive coordinator in regulation calls a pass play when they were running the ball well down their throat and he throws that pick. He takes the three points off the board. If he just runs the offense and kicks the field goal, there's no overtime and Michigan gets beat. You know, so I, I don't know, man. Michigan, you got to do better. Step your game up. Hardball. I, I don't know, man. They, they got a lot of talent, but they just fumbled the ball like six, seven, eight times. How many, how many fumbles they the had? The thing says they only had four, but I, 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 there's no way. They they had more than that. Because uh, <laughs> well, like like Patterson was having two, and I feel like he fumbled at least three times, if not more. Um the the issue is and he he takes a lot of the blame. This, this often you know he was seventeen of twenty nine, two hundred seven yards. Not exactly a great day. There were the the game did swing on that fumble and and there, you know a lot of people are going to say oh they should have lost if it weren't for the the pass like you said I heard people talking about that. 
The bottom line is this offense has been a dud so far. They got a bye week coming up, and then they go play Wisconsin. Right now, I got news for you: Wisconsin and Jonathan Taylor would kill them yeah. at this point if they don't. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you 100. I'm looking at that spread right there. If if Wisconsin gets any love, right? Exactly. Take yeah. So uh, it, it just it just it, for me, and this is we can talk about this with some of the other stinker games when we talk about Tennessee and Florida State. The, the, the quarterbacks, you know, they take all the heat, but it's like, you know, it's. It, I understand Patterson fumbled, but it's like that was just a horrible team effort from Michigan in that game. They didn't seem they didn't seem super prepared. It's, their offense has just looked so rusty all around, and the play calling is not imaginative. Their line looked overwhelmed. I mean, they, they were civ like they were, they were pouring through the gaps, man, all game. They, their line looked really bad, which is uh, something that Michigan and the Big Ten prides themselves on. And I mean, did, they, did that look like Big Ten football? Right, to you? right exactly. That, that, and I, because of course Cassidy hates Shea Patterson, so he's texting me, "LOL at Shea Patterson." I'm like. They're, they go for it on fourth down, and there's three guys coming in unblocked. I mean, what is happening? I mean, the only person that could survive that type of type of thing is Trevor Lawrence because he could just levitate over the pass rush because he's Jesus, but no one else is right, surviving exactly. that. Um, all right, moving on. Next game. The, uh, Auburn, they beat Tulane 24-6 uh, to six in uh, a game that – they did cover that they they, cut, they opened at 19. So I don't know if, if uh, whatever people got it at, this was an ugly one. This was Bo Nix said he didn't play very well after the game. And I think Auburn, you know, they got that big win. There was definitely going to be some hangover, but uh, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. Joey Gatewood yeah. came in and had some carries. They did some wildcat type things with him. But you feel like Auburn's going to – they've got a brutal schedule. They're ranked number 10. I feel like they're right for the picking with some of these teams. they, they got Texas A&M, Florida, LSU, Georgia, and Alabama still on their schedule. Man, I don't know, man. Um, we, we skipped over to Clemson. Oh, yeah, game, sorry, so we'll sorry. Should have got that, that higher. My one. bad. We'll, we'll, we'll get that next. But um, you, you know how it is when you got these freshman quarterbacks, man. Like, he's in the fire. He, he, he throws that touchdown to win the game when all they had to do was kick a field goal, and then they, they covered the spread on me, and I lost $500. So <laughs> Bo, Bo Nix is my guy, but, man, that would hurt. I was like, all right, they're going to kick the field goal, and then he just tosses up the back shoulder, touchdown, game over. I was hurt. But uh, these kids – They'll, they'll develop over time you know we've seen Bo and we like Bo and we think he's a good athlete and um I think as Bo goes Auburn will go and he's a true freshman you know what I mean he's gonna have his ups and downs but I, I think Auburn will win nine games all right uh next up Clemson Texas A&M how did we skip this my bad I'm trying to do things in a hurry so I can watch the season premiere of the Kardashians you know got to get my priorities in order um <laughs> this one this game wasn't actually that entertaining it was kind of uh Clemson was basically in control the whole time, and Kellen Mond just looked. It was a it was a terrible week for five star quarterbacks, not named Trevor Lawrence. Uh, when you had Eason losing, you had Patterson playing terrible. Davis Mills came in and lost. Mond, who is only a Mike Farrell five stars, none of us wanted to rank him that. Besides him, uh, he had a QBR of twenty three point eight. Yeah. Yeah, he was terrible all game. I mean, he came out terrible. That second play of the game should have been a touchdown, and it could have changed the whole complexion of the thing, but he just overshot the guy. And then the next, like, five passes he threw were high. He came out too too amped up, and then he just started getting banged up. He was getting hit. Um, 
I don't know, man. He he kind of cost him that game right there. I thought Jimbo had a decent game plan. He kind of kept uh, he kept Clemson. He kept the game within reach. You know, it's just the offense couldn't do anything. I thought the defensive strategy was pretty good, but offensively they just couldn't get anything going. And and on a long enough timeline, you know, if you don't score, you well, know and their defensive play, game plan was load up against the run and make Trevor Lawrence beat you. And it's kind of like pick your pick your poison. Then you know he 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 didn't have a monster game, but I mean he. He did plenty, and if they needed to, he could have thrown a lot more. Yeah, and, and the problem is ETN started to get off as the game went on, you know what I mean? Because the D-line started to wear down, and ETN started breaking his run. So it's like, you know, that that was the difference right there. Trev's going to make Trev. i tell you what I would have liked to have seen. I would have liked to have seen Mond run more. He only had five carries. That includes uh, sacks, which I went to a game in high school uh, where Mond and them came up here and played Grayson when they had like, you know, 20 D1 players on their team and they were losing and Mon just took the game over and said, I'm just going to basically be like Tebow. (laughs) And uh, I think that, you know, I understand Jimbo wants to turn him into a passer. That's the kind of quarterbacks that Jimbo's always had success with. But I think taking away his, he's a huge, he's a huge kid and he's tough to tackle. I think they should have probably let him run it a little more, especially when he was maybe get him, get himself fired up and, and get some confidence, you know, um, but anyway, Texas A&M just got such a brutal schedule. You, you, you feel for them a little bit that um, they weren't going to win this game. And that ridiculous cover, you want to talk about costing people money. I mean, Jimbo, <laughs> uh, Jimbo called that timeout so they could try to score. I mean, that, that really, that was a bad one. So um, anyway, big win for Clemson. And now I, I honestly think they're going to smoke Syracuse and it might be one of those situations where, they're kind of cruising and just making sure they don't they don't overlook anybody on their on their schedule because they don't. I mean, their their schedule is super easy. Are you familiar with it? Yeah. Yep, yep. I mean, super easy, especially with Syracuse getting clobbered by uh, Juggernaut Maryland yeah. Terps. Maryland looked like the best team. Right, in exactly. Yeah, North right Carolina now. looks a little bit tougher than we thought. Florida State does not. I mean, NC State, South Carolina, they, they got Wofford and Charlotte still on the schedule. Hey, shout out to Sam Howe. Sam Howe looks polished out there. You know, like the joke is, I forget who we were talking to. Uh, Sam Howe is UNC's freshman quarterback. Sorry to jump out there like that. But, uh, man, he showed a lot of maturity. He made some big throws. That that last touchdown throw to Newsom was uh, beautiful, man. It was reminiscent of uh, – Big Ben and Santonio Holmes in the Super Bowl against the Cardinals, man. That, that was a great throw. That that kid's got some moxie. I guess it comes from him, you know, having a full beard his whole high school career and walking into the liquor store <laughs> and buy a beer for everybody else, I guess. But that dude, that dude isn't rattled, you know. He he's a he's he's a guy. Yeah, and they I'm should be ranked, fan. honestly. I mean, the, the... I think so too, man. I mean, who we got ranked? Boise yeah. State's ranked. Why? Because they beat a terrible Florida State team and Marshall by seven. <laughs> You're telling me that Marshall's a better right, team exactly. than UNC? So they, I, think I mean, beat Boise State is better All than right, UNC. Florida wins here, 45 to nothing against UT Martin. Dan, Dan Mullen, I guess, went on the halftime show and dropped the F-bomb. Did you hear this? <laughs> no. You had no, the, the audio? I wish I did, but the person who tweeted it out initially was like some like super uh, – 
uptight person who was like, Dan Mullen said the F word at halftime and it wasn't bleeped. It's like, oh, no. alert the FCC. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sure Dan Mullen's never <laughs> said the F word before when addressing his team. Uh, Felipe Franks, when I looked in on this game, was perfect passing. He, he ended up finishing 25 of 27. So uh, he does this. And then surreal. Kyle he Trask came in uh, through a touchdown, and then Emory Jones came in, only went one of four for two yards, which is not good. He did do some running. He had six carries for thirty, or excuse me, four for thirty-one and a touchdown. So uh, it looks like Frank's is third on the on the depth chart there, um, which is interesting because of course he was at one time <laughs> viewed as the guy uh, by a lot of people. Um, Wait, what did you say? Frank's is third sure, on the depth yeah. chart. Did he come in second or did Trask come in second? Oh, Frank's sorry, is the I meant starter. Emory Jones. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My, my bad. Yeah, Emory Jones. Being, no, that's not a, that's not a surprise <laughs> to me. Yeah, Emory was always kind of a, a raw prospect. It's weird. You look at UT Martin speaking at another school where we know a lot. I actually know the head coach, uh, Coach Simpson. His son uh, is one of the best quarterbacks in the class of 2022. Uh, and ESPN actually messaged me asking me to use some of the video of the sun during the broadcast. Of course, I told him to pound sand. <laughs> <laughs> Pay but if you, if you look at, if you go through and look at UT Martin's roster, you've got Cecil Cherry, who was a four star who signed with Texas out of high school. You got Cam Ordway, who used to go to uh, Ole Miss and transferred out. That's just off the. That's just off the top of my head. Um, so big shot. My, minor, minor, set, minor setbacks for major comebacks. That's right. So, so UT Martin couldn't get on the scoreboard, but uh, you know, forty-five nothing. That's not that bad. Uh, okay, moving on. Utah struggled with Northern Illinois. They ended up pulling away and winning uh, thirty-five to seventeen. But this game was twenty-one to seventeen at the half. Utah, you know, Zach Moss is really good, but Huntley's so inconsistent. I worry a little bit about Utah, and I wonder if uh, this new offense from USC might have them suddenly in the mix. Uh, we'll talk about that game later, but, you know, Huntley, 14 of 19 for 214. Ross Bowers, quarterback for NIU, used to be at Cal. This is crazy with these transfers, isn't it? Isn't it? It's like – Man, I, I thought Ross was still at Cal. Yeah, <laughs> when did I? Yeah, he was 20 of, 20, 20 of 29, uh, one touchdown, one interception. So, um, all right, Utah, I'm watching them, though. I'm, I'm, I'm a little dubious of Utah right now. The, the, the resident Pac-12 Pac homer on this show is, is, is eyeing them a little bit. I could see them dropping a couple games. Man, you fumbled the segue. You had the great segue right into right. Cal, and then you, you – Stay too long. My bad, man. my bad. Hey, listen, it's been a long Sunday. It hasn't been a, it hasn't been a sleepy Sunday over here. Uh, speak, speaking of blowing games in the Pac-12, there's your segue. Washington loses to Cal 20-19 in a game that didn't end until uh, 1.20 in the morning local time, 4.20, just in time for the old West Coast people to celebrate uh, <laughs> the, the Berkeley fans. This was a game that everybody was saying – uh, you know, last year Cal won ugly at Cal, and people are saying, "Oh, you got Washington's a two touchdown favorite. They're going to smoke them at home." Oh, blah blah blah. The 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 lightning delay happens. All the fans leave the stadium. They come back. I didn't watch the game. Jacob Eason struggles. Justin Wilcox was Chris Peterson's defensive coordinator, 
at Boise State, and he has him figured out. Something. It's just one of those matchups where it's a it's a bad matchup every time they play. Cal now two and zero. Speaking of teams that should be ranked, they beat Washington, allegedly the number fourteen team in the country. Yeah, how how is Cal not ranked? <laughs> two and zero, and they beat Washington, and Washington's fourteenth, and Cal's nowhere to be seen. What are we talking about? Here? All right, Jacob Eason, nine carries for ten yards. I don't. How many sacks did that include? Uh, looks like they did have like four sacks, but still, Jacob Eason should not be running five times under any circumstance. He can't run at all, right? <laughs> yeah, no. I'm sorry, Jacob. I love you, but got a great arm. But you know, he looked great in week one, bad in week two, and the Pac-12, the Pac-12 just cannibalizes itself. At least in some of these other conferences, the bad teams are just bad, and they don't mess things up. The Pac-12 just sits here and picks each other off every week. Um, and it's brutal. That's a bad loss for Washington. Uh, Penn State beats Buffalo 45-13. to 13. We don't have to talk about it that much. Buffalo was messing around, was in this game. They were up 10-7 to 7 at halftime, but uh, Penn State blew them out after half. Uh, Oregon, 77-6. to 6. What a beatdown of Nevada, who, be, who beat your favorite Purdue team last week. What happened? My squad, my Boilermakers. You know, it was a weird game for Purdue. They had to travel out to Nevada for some reason. For some reason, the Big Ten decided that they will send one of their teams to Nevada to play a, a Thursday night game or whatever night of the week it was. Was it Friday or Thursday? I forget. It, but, yeah, um, it was definitely why? a weird game. Yeah, Reno is a weird, weird place to play. And it's one of those places where you think like, oh, it's just some random game at Nevada. No one's going to be there. No, nah, man, they packed the house. That was like their Super Bowl. Um, yeah. So Oregon looked really good. Bounce back. Some people might have thought like, hey, they're going to, you know, they're going to be hung over. They should have won that game last week. They came out and looked good. I, li- I like that win for them. Do you do you care to share your theory on uh, Justin Herbert and his uh, incompletion numbers and why they are as such or no? Is that- yeah, yeah. I had told Dave, I'll say it real quick. I had told Dave, I should have talked about this with our boy George who was on last week. Uh, who, who played tight end in the, at Oregon and in the NFL, he might have some insight. I'm convinced that Herbert throws the ball too hard and his receivers can't catch it, and that's why they have so many drops. And I also think it spills over into Herbert not even throwing the ball to guys because he doesn't have confidence they can catch it. Um, now, pe- people can weigh in on that theory and see what they think, but, I mean, I watch a lot of Oregon, and the amount of drops you see, they, I think they had 50-plus drops last year. I mean, that's that's really hard to do. That's like five a game. How do you even do that? That you know, that was a sentiment that a lot of these Louisville fans had uh, during um, Lamar Jackson's follow up to his Heisman campaign, where so many receivers were just dropping the ball. I don't, I don't put any stock into that. I think you do have to throw a catchable ball. I mean, that 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 is saying something. But I think you just, I just think you're a huge Herbert stand, and you just can't see he doesn't know i don't love i don't actually love herbert that much um i mean i like him but i'm not i'm not super i'm not like like i love Mariota. you know what i mean um right i actually got a nice tweet off today which has been getting some play on twitter about Mariota. so yeah i saw that i saw that yeah because the browns (laughs) the browns suck again yeah i knew the browns were gonna be terrible i've been all over that one um well wisconsin wins 61 to nothing in central michigan wisconsin looks good man i i i I got them on my playoff watch team. Yeah, uh, is uh, is Jim McElwain the coach at Central Michigan? Yeah, he is. But they were, you know, <laughs> they were god awful. Here's who their here's who their quarterbacks are: Quentin Dormady, who signed with Tennessee, washed out there, went to Houston, washed out there, 
and is now at uh, and is now at Central Michigan. He's on his third school, which is pretty impressive. He went five of twelve for thirty six yards. David Moore, <laughs> who went to Memphis, washed out there, went to JUCO, and ended up at uh, at Central Michigan. You know what his stat line was? Three for. For nine, for 14 yards and two interceptions. No, three for 11 for one yard. <laughs> I was close, bro. I was close. Come on. And, you know, you want to talk about complaining about your rankings in high school? Oh, my Lord. David Moore was really. There. Oh, geez. Uh, and but that's that. That's that McElwain. That's that high percentage McElwain offense, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He's got some building to do there. They did win last week. So, you know, I think they were, they might have been like close to 0 and 12 last year. So, so big shout to our boy. Uh, Coach McElwain was always good to me. I always liked him. Uh, speaking of beatdowns, UCF. Not only did they start Dylan Gabriel, as I predicted on last week's show, they win 48-14. to 14. He actually wasn't very good. 7 of 19. I think at one point he was 3 of 13 uh, for 245 and two touchdowns. And even with that stat line, it didn't matter. UCF ran the ball down their throat. 47 carries for 312 yards and five touchdowns. And that includes, uh, that includes a kneel down uh, in there. So it was a beat down. The, the story here was that you did not see – hide nor hair of Brandon Wimbush. And the thought was, I said, I said, Gabriel would take the job. Eventually I was, I didn't think it'd be necessarily this quickly. I also thought it was odd that, uh, that we didn't know what happened with Wimbush. And of course the crack reporting staffs who cover this team, I didn't really get an answer. I'm sure maybe if I checked the message board on our UCF site, our boy Brandon would have put some news, but it wasn't like a clear, it wasn't like he was hurt or whatever. We didn't get an answer. So, that's a situation to watch. You and you want to talk about transfers? FAU's team is just all transfers, <laughs> guys that have just busted at uh, <laughs> so many different. Malik places. Henry, Malik Henry was rumored to be transferring to FAU at one time. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. Uh, of course, their quarterback came from Oklahoma. Tyreek Tisdale had two carries for two yards. He was a linebacker who went to Ole Miss. I was like, oh man, that guy is playing running back or something. Uh, and then they got some other guys. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to uh, list their names, but some guys I remember getting in trouble uh, as high school recruits. Yeah, oh, it, uh, and they ended up there. Uh, Tim Bonner, you remember him? Last chance you went to Louisville. Yeah, right, right. Yep. The last chance you. So, is DeAndre Johnson still there? No, he's at like he's at like a, a FCS school for his final year. Oh. They lost all their quarterbacks. It was weird because it was like they had Driscoll's brother, and he just like quit the team. Uh, which was which was odd before last year, and you know Robinson was a big recruit, but eighteen of forty for one seventy seven. UCF really shut them down. I mean, they didn't score; they they scored a touchdown late, but I mean, it was a it was a this was an utter beatdown. Adrian Killens is awesome. I'll be curious to see if he gets drafted. Are you familiar with him? Yep, uh, he's one of these guys from Daytona Beach, uh, and I just he seems like an NFL player to me, but. Who knows? Maybe he's too small. But if he goes there and runs, what about what about uh, Gabe Davis? What he do? Three three for ninety eight for your boy Gabe. That's my guy, man. I love that dude. I think his brother's coming out in this year's class. Uh, also going to UCF. Uh, so all right, moving on. Michigan State fifty one to seventeen over Western Michigan. This was a game I thought was going to be low scoring and boring. I picked Western Michigan to cover. I think. Nah, Michigan State wore these uniforms. Everyone was talking about. Um, 
which I, I don't know. You know me. I don't have a problem with outlandish uniforms. I do think Michigan State wearing them, considering they're like not considered like an outlandish school. They're definitely like a lunch pail type school. I was surprised they wore them. Did you see them? No, yeah, they're horrible. And and Michigan State has like the dopest insignia on their helmet, and their their uniform is really nice. Like they have a one of the top uniforms in the country, and then they go and they ruin it with this like hype beast highlighter joint. It's terrible. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really, like I said, I didn't really like it. And I'm not a traditionalist, but I think I think like sometimes you have schools like them and Baylor and stuff, and it's basically just you're just doing a, a knockoff Oregon thing, and it's like. Like you said, you're Michigan State. You're cool. Can you do like some cool Spartan theme uniform or something instead of just throwing lime green on there and calling it a, a day? You know, so yeah, Iowa beats Rutgers thirty to nothing in a game that was uh, relatively close from time to time. Um, Rutgers seems a little bit better. The quarterback they have is not bad. Yeah, they they you know Rutgers came and could okay so. Remember Rob and I got in an argument about who was the worst team in the Power Five last year, Louisville versus Rutgers, and he's like, "No, definitely Rutgers, not even close." Nah, go look at some of the scores. Like they could, they would compete. You know, they wouldn't just lay down and get rolled over and steamrolled. You know, so I mean, Rutgers has some some competitive guys. They just they're not very deep or talented. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> well, it, the the thing is, uh, actually, our boy McLean Carter did not play good in September. Our boy Arthur Sitkowski got in the game, went four for eleven. <laughs> oh no! Four, four for eleven for nineteen yards and an interception. He now has in his career four touchdowns and nineteen interceptions. I remember Miami fans. Sitkowski was committed to Miami at one point, right? Yeah. yeah. Right, and I remember, I remember all these Miami fans talking trash on you and Rob, saying if he was committed to Florida or one of SEC school, SEC schools, he'd be a five star. But they dropped him because he's committed to Miami. No, he, he's dropped because he threw as many touchdowns, <laughs> I mean, more interceptions than touchdowns. Was it like sixteen interceptions and four touchdowns? Yeah, he, yeah, we t- yeah, he famously had four because t- I mean, we would just, I would just kill Friedman over his ranking. I'd be like, he has one star for every touchdown. Um, <laughs> uh, you know the the thing is like he's got a cannon for an arm, so he has like the 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 tools, and it just hasn't ever come together. But you know, like I said, I think Rutgers is is a little bit better. Their quarterbacks didn't do a whole lot, but I think they're going to beat they're going to end up beating somebody that they shouldn't, and someone's going to be really mad that they lost to Rutgers. Uh, oh yeah, they, they, they. I'm looking at their schedule. They, they'll beat Liberty for sure, but uh, they're non conference. I mean, didn't do them any favors. It's like. <laughs> You look at their schedule. It's like, where are the wins? Who's who? Who scheduled this? They got UMass. Well, they should. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be a Power Five team. They should be in the MAC or something. Like they just don't. They're a huge school, and they're in a hotbed. New Jersey's got a ton of players. They just can't recruit against the other Big Ten schools that have been there forever. I'm just staring at the schedule and being like. How did they end up? How did they end up? So they got Boston College, Michigan, Maryland, Indiana, Minnesota, Illinois, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, and then they play Liberty. So that's it. Their their non conference was Liberty and UMass. Am I missing a team? Boston, Boston College. Oh yes, so, yeah. The ACC. How did you? How did? How did that end up as your non conference? 
You know? Yeah, they should have. They should have. They should have scheduled. You know, uh, I was going to say Temple, but no, that's a little rough. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they should have scheduled Bucknell or something. Right. You know what I mean? Give me Ray Bucknell. They need an FCS school. I know UMass and Liberty are both independents, but come on, Rutgers, we got to get yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. We got to get three gimme wins in a non-conference until we're winning six games. Schedule, schedule Princeton. You know, in-state rivals. Come on. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, this was a game that that really surprised a lot of people. Maryland. Beats number twenty-one Syracuse sixty-three to twenty. You mentioned it. Maryland looks incredible. What is going? I mean, this is the offense that Michigan oh. going to have. I tweeted that. What What is going on? Josh Jackson lighting it up. Anthony McFarland. They got all these running backs. This is incredible. They look like two thousand thirteen FSU out there, man. <laughs> Just stopping dudes seventy to nothing, sixty-three to twenty, and I mean Syracuse. You know, people were like, all right, Syracuse isn't going to be that good this year because Dungy's gone. But I ain't see Maryland coming out there and just stomping a mud hole in them like that, man. That's crazy. I didn't watch a lot of the game. I just saw I just saw Anthony McFarland just running wild in these streets out there. Man. He was he was all over the place. What do you have? Like two hundred and eighty yards or something like that? I don't that? think he had that many because he I don't think he played a ton. He had let me look. He cause he had a bunch of yards receiving too. He had uh, 75 and two touchdowns and then, uh, rushing and then 45 and a touchdown receiving. So, but he's just, well, every time I looked up, he was running to the end zone with nobody around. Yeah. Him. He speaking of, speaking of people that Friedman got made fun over, uh, we, we gave him a lot of guff because Friedman kept pretending he was going to go to Alabama and we're like, Friedman, he's like five, six <laughs> and he's going to be playing the NFL. Friedman's going to get the last laugh on that one. So it's, is that is that Friedman's Rondale? Like, yeah, it kind, of, yeah, it kind of is. We were definitely killing him for it. Uh, Washington State beats Northern Colorado 59-17. to 17. They play Houston this week, which I'm sure a bunch of people will pick Houston to win because, you know, they love De'Ara King. So, uh, yeah, Dark, Dark Horse Dark Horse Heisman. Dark, yeah, Dark Horse Heisman <laughs> candidate, according to Josh McQuestion. Uh, that'll be a fun game. Washington State, this was another easy one for them. Anthony Gordon, their quarterback, 31 of 39 for 464 and four touchdowns. So they just quietly – their games aren't even on TV. I don't even know if you can watch this game uh, against Northern Colorado, but they're smoking people. Uh, USC beats Stanford oh, 25 yeah. to 20 in a game that Stanford was up. Was Stanford up 20 to 3? Yeah, I went to bed and I woke up in the morning and I saw your boy Sean Rose – talking cash money stuff on Twitter. And I'm like, what the hell? So I, I pulled it up and lo and behold, USC, Clay Helton's seat is not so hot. Yeah, that's crazy. I wonder. And, and Slovis, Keaton Slovis, who Rob openly mocked and laughed at on the preview show. Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah he, he was 20 to 33 for 377, three touchdowns. And now, of course, people are saying he's better than Daniels. He should have been the starter the whole time. It's like, well, JT Daniels was hey. pretty good in week one before he got hurt. Remember? Hey, hey, tra- transfer portal, baby. I'm all for it. I know Florida State needs a quarterback. Yo, listen. Rob is crazy. Why would Rob say that? Like, has Rob ever put eyes on that right, kid? Like, is I've that why he said it? Him. Yeah, it was. Just, it was. I've never heard of him. Yeah, he's never heard of anybody. <laughs> never seen. I wish I could use Rob's actual language, but uh, you know, never effing seen the effing guy. <laughs> I, I've never, I've never bleeping seen the bleeping kid. Yeah. Uh, so. A big win for USC. I wrote about it in my old. Yeah, have you seen? I'm writing some for Yahoo Sports every week. 
Oh, you came up, yeah, bro. So I wrote about uh, USC on there. You can check that out, I guess, on Yahoo Sports. I don't know. I I emailed the guy today. I was like, bro, did you did you get this? Like, I haven't heard. Oh, here it is. Here's the link, Woody. Uh, what is it called? From the Rivals Corner. <laughs> such a- oh, the Rivals yeah. Corner. Go back Go to your back. corner. They might as well say from the from the yeah, kitty table. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't have it. I didn't have consult on that name. Uh, but Rob writes it on Thursday, and I write it on Sunday. So if you like this show, you should probably read it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, moving on. Uh, Nebraska loses to Colorado 34 to 31 in a game they blew. The Greek kicker, the Greek Australian kicker with the game winner. Uh, and, and Nebraska somehow doesn't have a kicker and had their punter come out and attempt a game tying field goal. Can we talk about Nebraska being ranked? Like how they won four games last year and they're they're ranked. What are we doing here, man? Is it just are we that are we that nostalgic for the the late eighties, early nineties that we have to rank Nebraska just because they get a couple good recruits and a new head coach? I mean, can they can they show me something on the field? So the weird thing about Nebraska is Scott Frost gets all the credit, and then <laughs> meanwhile UCF has lost one game since he left. Right, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it, it might have just been like, hey. What if we take a bunch of good players from Florida that other schools should have recruited and put them all on one team? And, uh, I mean, it turns out they're good. Who would have thought? Right. It's, no, it's, not, like, it's not like UCF is not having NFL draft. You want to go talk about DBU? Uh, that, you know, hold, on. hold on now, Woody. Let's get hold on. What, what, do you think they've had more drafted than, than Texas? Wouldn't that be something? Have they? Oh, I don't know. We're gonna have to Google it now. I'm a, I'm gonna be on it. Nah, uh, man, put that on for next week's show, man. I, I would wager gnaw. <laughs> well, I know you know you know they have. I know that one of their best players that plays in the NFL did not uh, get drafted. That's AJ uh, Bouye. Bouye from uh, uh, the Jags. Yeah, man. Yeah, he he didn't get drafted, so that that hurts their DBU. Uh, but don't worry, about, don't worry about getting drafted, though. Just look at, like, who's out there, you know, doing their thing. You know what I mean? Oh, NFL roster? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, NFL yeah. roster starters. That's what we should look at, you know. I mean, I understand that the college's job is to develop the kids so they get drafted and get the money and, you know, they can take care of moms and all that. But Man, starting, starting for an NFL team has to be an extra point or two. Like, we have to have a, a scale, you know. Let's see. Well, you know, I don't think it's as many as I think it's probably more like five. Uh, yeah. Although they did, they did have our boy Mike Hughes going to first round in 2018. Big Mike Hughes, him. yeah. And of course, our boy Shaq Griffin gives us two. Clayton Gathers, three. Oh man, watch out, DBU. Kendall Ishmael, four. Josh Robinson, five. Oh baby, smoking Joe Burnett, six. So uh, they've had six players drafted in the last. Uh, at DBs in the same time. So three less than Texas. Of course you forget Asante Samuel, uh, whose son uh <laughs> whose son probably should have gone to UCF maybe. Asante- <laughs> 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 Yo, Asante Samuel is my guy, man. He was he was a great eagle and I got nothing respect but respect for Asante, so I ain't gonna talk talk trash on the okay. DNA. So Nebraska, they need more, they shouldn't have been ranked, you're right. I, you should have taken that bet I gave you. I know, I know. That was a dumb call by you. I was. What, what, we're going to bet a hundred dollars a game. Was that the bet? It was something ridiculous. 
It was I forget, but I'm so glad. Lackford not going to do a bet. He wanted to take the. He was like Nebraska's not going to cover this over under of nine, and I was like I don't know. They play a lot of cr- crappy teams, and he was like, all right, they're going to beat you know Minnesota. They're going to beat Northwestern. They're going to beat Ohio State. They're going to beat Indiana. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you, like, you were poo on. You were poo on a lot of Big Ten teams that don't like ring a lot of bells, but usually win eight or nine games, like Wisconsin and Northwestern. So there were. There were four games, and I said, all right, let's bet $100 a game straight up. And there was one game you were haggling over, and then we ended up throwing the whole bet away. I think it was Which, Purdue. <laughs> for yeah, sure. you should have taken that bet, for sure. Yeah. I'd, be owing you about, I'd be owing you at least $300 at the rate we're going. Uh, some of the other games we want to talk about, we have to talk about Tennessee. I mean – you know, a lot of the other college football podcasts I listen to kind of lead with this, which is kind of crazy um, because it's a huge story. I mean, I think everybody's watching that game last night. They had like a 99.6% chance to win. There was a coverage break, you know, that, that everybody was talking about. And now, now unfortunately, you know, the, the victim of this situation, is, you know, a lot of these, these players Taylor. get murdered. Alante Taylor, okay. He's just getting killed by the Tennessee fans. And he had a bad game. We go to the old pro football focus stats. He did not grade out well. But guess what? He's one of their best players, you know? So what do you do? Do do good players have bad games or make bad plays? Yes. I mean, I think he got killed by Pruitt after the game, too. And, I mean, Pruitt took a lot of flack from the fans for last week for not, you know, being mad enough after the loss. And he was definitely mad at Alante. And Alante, listen, last year – Okay, Alante's overall grade on Pro Football Focus, 64.4, which says for a true freshman who's never played the position is not bad. This year, if they're two games, he's 49.3. Now, I do think – What's average at PF? What's what's the average? Is it 60? Is 60 I the average like 64 grade? is like considered like a solid starter. I'd have to look at the, right. the grading scale. Um, but – like, you know, so he had – as a true freshman playing in the SEC, a position you've never played before, if you're scoring in the 60s, you're good. You know what I mean? Like, And it's not like he has – it's not like he has this ferocious pass rush in front of him to help him out either. Right, exactly. So – and he had a true freshman on the other side too. So, you know, you're not like – everyone's getting thrown at on that team. Mm-hmm. Uh But this – you know, he's had some bad t- – he, he's off to a bad start for sure. But, I mean, basically you can't – pin the whole loss on him he got it was a blown coverage it was a missed tackle by the safety Nigel Warrior who's also getting just destroyed and this is a guy who's been on the. this is a legacy kid who's been on the team for four years I mean you know I don't know it's tough because they are college kids and I don't you know they make bad plays and if you choose to go play college football at a big school then you're going to be under a microscope but at the same time it's like take his scholarship it's like that's not going to happen you know like you go to college to learn, man. <laughs> like they're still learning how to play the game. So one of the issues I think that factors into some of these guys, and this could apply to Florida State or some other schools, maybe Miami that are struggling right now. A guy like Alante Taylor, okay, you look at him, you say, "Oh man, Woody, he's ranked, you know, in the top two fifty. He's supposed to be a great player." Well, say other schools that wanted him, Alabama and Georgia both wanted him, right? Had he gone to those schools, what would he be doing right now? He probably would have redshirted last year, right? Sat on a bench, right. Been on the scout team, been coached up. Then this year, he'd be rotating in and getting a few plays. 
the problem is you uh, the schools that that need guys they end up throwing them right into the fire and then sometimes especially at a position like quarterback or like cornerback like this you get thrown in the fire you get burned a few times you got your coach screaming at you on national tv you get down on yourself you know and it's one of those things where you're supposed to forget it and move on to the next play but sometimes it's not that easy especially with the way these kids are looking at their phones i mean they see everything right right and especially but especially for a, a db DBs are supposed to have that goldfish mentality, right? Where they forget the last play onto the next one, right? So, right. But, um, this is a guy who had never played DB in his life. Not even at camps did he play DB. No, he's he playing was playing receiver when I saw him at the uh, five-star challenge in Indianapolis back in what, 2017? Right. And yeah. he played quarterback on his high school team and running like an option offense. So I'm just saying, I think this is one of the things that leads to guys being busts more. The same, same reason when you have quarterbacks – bust in the NFL because they get thrown in there and they get killed and then they get happy feet. Well, it goes the other way too, though. Like you got a kid. Okay. So we were talking, uh, we were talking yesterday about the Purdue defensive end, uh, Carlaftis, George Carlaftis. Right. And, and I was saying, man, this kid's in the backfield on every play. And you, you made the astute observation that, you know what, he's smart. He went to the right school because if he'd have went to Ohio State, he wouldn't be playing until he was like a redshirt sophomore. But now as a true freshman, he's going to get mentioned on these all freshman, all American um, list. Same thing with Rondale Moore last year. And, you know, that's going to help their stock in a draft. You know, I mean, they're, they're everywhere. People know about these guys early. So it can, it can, it's boom or bust for you, you know, high risk, high reward. But uh cornerback is one of those positions where, you know, you're, you're in the spotlight, you're on the Island. And when you look bad, you look bad. Well, and I just think, I just think like, Throwing the guys into play. He was never, even if Tennessee was at its normal average level, he wouldn't have been playing there, you know? Right. Like, Right, you're right. And he never played the position before either. Right. Like Carlaftis and, and Rondale, they they are they're scientists at their positions. You know what I mean? But yeah, you're right, right man. Exactly. And the way they use Carlaftis is smart. He's playing. How many snaps do we think he played? Let's let's go to the old. Uh, let's go to the go to the. I, I tell you what, I love these grades, man. I'm not like a big. You know me. I'm not a, a super big football nerd guy when it comes to these gradings and stuff. No, it's good, it's good enough for you. Like, you're not going to question a method section. You're just going to be like, oh, all right, <laughs> let's well, roll once, with this. Once Chip Kelly signed off on it, you know, I was like, okay. <laughs> he, so, so Carl Oftis played 64 of 82 defensive snaps and graded out at like a 57 in this last game. Okay. But, he, you know, his pass rush was a 61. Uh, you know, he missed a few tackles. That's what seems to be uh, hurting him. But at the same time, like I said, he comes in, he plays defensive, and he played way better in the Nevada game. He had a 70, and he played 77 snaps. They're just they're, Almost all of his snaps are pass rush snaps. 60 of 77 snaps against Nevada were in pass rush situations. And he had, yeah. eight, he had eight quarterback hurries, five quarterback hits, and one sack. I mean, that's pretty good for a true freshman in his first game. But they're using him the way he should be used. They're just saying, look, George – Get, go see quarterback, hit quarterback. <laughs> like the, the, Dumb it down, baby. Right, exactly. And I'm not saying he's dumb or anything like that. I'm just saying that's the smart way you use a guy that's like a good athlete who's a true freshman who can help you right away. Um, and so I think that's getting lost in the shuffle. Tennessee, this is a brutal loss. I don't know what the answer is. This is, this is a game it, – it, Losing to BYU on itself is not – I mean, I saw a lot of people, how can they lose these lower-rung programs? Well, it's like, guess what? You know, 
How many national titles has BYU and Tennessee won over the last 40 years? Are they, are they tied? BYU has a Heisman Trophy winner. Shout out Ty Detmer. Right, exactly. I'm, I remember – did I ever, t- I ever tell you the story where Ty Detmer came and played Oregon when I was a kid and I went to the game with my dad? <laughs> no. And, and uh, my dad was just kept yelling – Lay down and die, Ty. <laughs> Whoa, come on. Now, see, you try to blame it on your mom for why you're all jacked up, but, you know, your dad's DNA got something to say as well. <laughs> no, you know, my dad is where I get some of the, uh, some of my uh, smart-ass tendencies from. Um, BYU won, uh, let's see, what year? Let's see, national championship by year. Anyway, I'm just saying – BYU historically is a decent is a quality program. Now, is it viewed the same way as Tennessee? No, probably not. But I mean, oh, I forget we got UCF on here. <laughs> <laughs> BYU uh, Brigham Young won in '84, right? Okay. Don't ask me, man. I was six. Oh man, you're you weren't old. even born. Tennessee won in '98, and before that, they won in '51. You know what I mean? So, so Tennessee's won in '98, and they won in '84. None, no, it's like, and you had the status like BYU hasn't gone 0 2 since whatever year. BYU is a good team. Like it's that's not a game you want to play uh, on a yearly basis. And that was a game coming to the year. I was like, man, they need to be beat BYU if they want to win seven or eight games. Um, and they lose. And coming off of Georgia State, it looks even worse. And the way they lost stinks, but. You know, everyone's saying they're going to be one and six. What do you think? Do you think they can salvage the year? I mean, do you really think there's an off chance that they couldn't beat Florida if everything went the right way? No, they're not winning. No. No? (laughs) (laughs) They're not beating Florida. Are you crazy? Uh, You never know. Uh, Let's see. Let's look at our schedule right now. Okay, let's play the schedule game. I'll play it with you. i got to pull that. Chattanooga, that's a win, right? So okay, they're one. Jacked up. All right. Okay. They're one it. and two. They lose to Florida. They're one and three. They lose to Georgia. They're one and four. Mississippi State at home. Mm, what's Mississippi State like this year? They they taking a step back. They're two and zero. Oh. They beat Louisiana Lafayette and Southern Miss, but they beat Louisiana Lafayette by ten and Southern Miss by twenty three. Mm, yeah, give me Mississippi State. <laughs> 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 okay, so that gets them. Let's see, what is that? One and five. Then they got Alabama. Yeah. That's one and six. So that's that's the fear. Okay, so they're one and six headed into the South Carolina game. Didn't South Carolina just put up like seventy points with our guy uh, Halinski out there? Yeah, their quarterback's out for the year. They announced. So, so they beat in South Carolina or not? Who did South Carolina just put up seventy on? Like Charleston Southern. I mean, I don't know. That, that, uh, that's, that's a toss-up. That's, let's, that's let's, give Tennessee. let's give it to them. All right, so they got two wins. They'll beat UAB. Threats three and six. Headed in, three and six. Kentucky, at Kentucky with Kentucky's quarterback now out for the year. And give, man, they blew – I would say give me Kentucky, but for some reason Tennessee has Kentucky's number. They blew Kentucky out last year, and they weren't even good. So. Okay, so four uh, and six, and we're on a three-game winning streak heading into Missouri. Nah, I'm still going to give Kentucky <laughs> to win. <laughs> give Kentucky to win. Okay, so say I give it to them. This is where I think they – at Missouri on the 23rd. I know Missouri went and lost to Wyoming, but Missouri smoked uh, West Virginia, and – Really, if you look at that Wyoming game, it was one 
it was one quarter that they blew the game. I think that Missouri. Right. I think Missouri's going to be rolling people. I mean, Kel- Kelly Bryant uh, will, will will feast on Tennessee at at, at their. Well, I'm not going to put much stock into what they did against West Virginia because let's just say that the the Neil Brown era isn't getting off to an illustrious right. start here. They, they look bad, and Austin Kendall was. You know, me we we joke around a lot, but you know we we're not very high on Austin Kendall. Never really was. So well, I like I Austin know. Kendall, but yeah, do you really? I don't think he's a guy, man. Anyway, yeah, I think Missouri. I think Missouri pounds Tennessee in Mizzou, and then you got Vandy. Tennessee is playing oh, for what at this point? Right, exactly. Yeah, and, and and Vanderbilt might be playing for a bowl game depending on the clock management. <laughs> I don't know, man. After watching that Purdue game, man, Vanderbilt looks horrible. Yeah, Vanderbilt's zero and two. Uh, let me see, but they they got Northern Illinois, Mississippi, UNLV. They they could easily be three and three. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Tennessee beating Vandy. Give me uh, four wins. I got I got four Tennessee at four. So yeah, four and eight, eight. If you, you finish the year on a little bit of a run that might give them some momentum. So I don't know. It's rough because Tennessee fans thought they were going to be, you know, at some level. I don't think you and I thought they were. Why? Right. I mean, <laughs> in, in reality, they weren't going to win more than seven games, even if they won these two games, in my opinion. Because uh, I give them a split of those. I give them a split on Kentucky, Missouri, Vanderbilt, and South Carolina. I figure they'd go two and two in those games, which would make them seven and five, which is a fine second season in my opinion. Uh, but I'm not a Tennessee fan, so what? Well, you know, you're not. <laughs> Unrealistic expectations there. Speaking of uh, losers, let's talk about Florida State. Okay, they won. Yay, they beat Louisiana Monroe in overtime because their kicker shanked the extra point. That's a loss, bro. Okay, they're 0-2. In, in Dave Lackford's personal record book, Florida State is 0-2. Yeah. I don't care. It, it's not looking good, right? It's not. I think they're going to end up being what Louisville was last year. You think they're going to go beat like Alabama. 10 or something? You- 10 yep. Let's look at their schedule. Okay, they got Virginia at Virginia nice. next week. Loss. They uh, Louisville comes to Florida State. I'm, That's a toss. I'm giving them a win. That's two and two. All right, two and two. NC State, a Loss. very depleted yeah, NC State. All right. Clemson at in Death That's Valley. Two and four. Wake Forest two and five. in Winston. Two and, two and five. Uh, Syracuse comes to Tallahassee. Mm, I'm going to give them a win. Three and five. Miami comes to Tallahassee yeah, after that. Can I be a tie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Miami wins that one. So Me too. Great. Absolutely. Boston College. They have to go up to Chestnut Boston, Hill. That's a loss. Seven. Alabama State. That's a win. That's a win. Four and seven. And then, and then, they, then they go to the Swamp. Four and eight. Oh, boy, we got them both going four and eight. You're right. Saint- I, I, I got Florida State going two and ten. I don't think they beat maybe three and nine. They might beat Louisville, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not ready to cash my chips in on that one. I got them beating Alabama State and Louisiana Monroe. They're dumb. They're a dumb team. They do dumb things. Like, did you see where the, the receiver was lined up facing with his back to the line of scrimmage? What was that? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing, yo? 
And and then and then like Dontavious Jackson, right? So they're they're losing, they're frustrated. You know what they have? You know what they feel like? It feels like a last chance you vibe. When I watch yes, that team, right. when I watch that team, I watch a bunch of people who don't know how to conduct themselves. That they don't have any control of their emotions. I, I terrible body language. The James Blackman kid just is all out of his head when he's throwing. He he does this stupid play where he just trucks the ball right to the linebacker. It's like a Tim Tebow jump pass straight to the linebacker across his body. And then he comes off the field like he's mad at the play calling or something. Like, why did you do that? And then Dontavious Jackson is trying to rip some dude's head off after he's on the ground. And it's not like a scrum. It's just like him and the dude on the ground. And he's like trying to pull the guy's helmet off. And I just see these unconscionable actions being taken with no accountability. You know what I mean? Dontavious Jackson will be out there starting next week. Right. Yeah. That, that- it's, it's, <laughs> the inmates are running the asylum. It looks just like it did last year. The the coaches staff has no control over the kids once they start getting emotional. Because maybe they start. I, I don't know. I, I look at Willie, and Willie just looks like the stoic dude. No matter what's going on, Willie just looks like he doesn't. He's so aloof. Yeah, it's just amazing, man. I, I, the wheels have come off in Tallahassee, and 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 bad times soon come. Okay, so so Rob made me say. Do we think both of them are coaching next year at their schools, Taggart and Pruitt? What do you say? Taggart's gone. <laughs> I, I can't imagine Taggart staying after they go two and ten. I'm telling you, they're going two and ten, dude. They look like Louisville. <laughs> okay. Lackford's got to go at two and ten. So put that they go against the Knowles money line every week for the rest of the year and take it up with Lackford. Uh, let's talk about Miami real quick. Uh, while we're on this misery, uh, I, I'm actually trying to come up with some categories so we don't have to run through every game just because there's a lot of podcasts that do that. So if you have any ideas for for some awards or weekly things you'd like us to do, uh, get, get at me on Twitter and I'll see what we come up with. Miami's got two gimmies. They're going to they got Bethune Cookman in Central Michigan in the next two. So that'd be two and two. Uh, let's play the schedule again with them. Virginia Tech. Uh, I haven't watched Virginia Tech this year, but I feel like they're really bad. Yeah, they're they're definitely. I think I haven't watched them either. I feel like they're average. I don't feel like they're really bad, but they are I, one and one. Uh, they beat Old Dominion and they lost to Boston College. Well, at least they didn't lose to Old Dominion again this year. Yeah, so they're much improved, really, right? Bet <laughs> more than Florida State. Uh, give me Miami over Virginia okay, so that's Tech. That's three and two are on a three game winning streak. Virginia, I have them losing that. Uh, to go to three, so do I. I'm beating Georgia Tech to go to four and three at Pitt. That's a tough one. Give me Pitt. Okay, four and four. I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna give them a win there to go to five and three at FSU. We predicted them to win that. Win five and four. Louisville win. Win. So that's six. FIU seven and du- at Duke they could easily win. It could be an eight and four a year and they'd be happy. So I got them. I got them going seven and five. You got them going eight and four. Not bad for a first year coach, but you still. I mean, if you're Miami, you, you blew it against UNC. I mean, you had that game and you let the freshman come back and and look like Baker Mayfield on you, and it's just bad look. I mean that that was that was it right there. I mean that was your that that's a that's an ACC game. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's a bad look. Got to win that game, especially when you're up. You're on the road. You're up. It's a freshman quarterback. It's, it's Mac Brown, who hasn't coached since, since you know the Bush administration. <laughs> okay. It's bad, man. I'm pretty Miami's, Miami's in trouble, bro. 
<laughs> if they go eight and four, they're fine. But guess what? I, I'll tell you one thing, Dave Lackford. I got I sure. got UCF against any give me any one of these Florida schools, including the Gators, and I'll take the Knights. Ah, you know, I think the Gators get them, but I think it's a close it's game. A dog fight, I think right. the Gators. Yeah, yeah. Give me the Gators. Give me the Gators by like six. You know what I mean? The reason why UCF UCF's driving for the win, and they they can't get it done at the end. The, the reason yeah. why these teams would beat UCF is because the amount of trash talking that would be going on during the game would be at an epic level, don't you think? Like, yeah. Well, it would it would get into Florida State's head, and then you know they they would foul out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what, the, like, when you watch that LSU-UCF game last year, I mean, LSU was into the game and, and talking immense trash. And that's the thing is, like, when UCF plays these teams like that with other dogs on the roster, that, that you can say whatever you want about people skip, skipping the game and blah, 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 and not wanting to be there. Nah, they want – LSU want to win that game, and they won. And they're like, like Stanford coming into UCF, Stanford's not going to be doing that. Um, right, right. But if, you know, USC came in, yeah, USC and UCF would be – there would be trash talking. So, What kind of trash talk do you think Stanford players do? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to hear it. You don't, you don't even know your order of operations. <laughs> what is your SAT score? Uh, by the way – do we still have? Oh no, we do. UCF is listed as you. I was gonna say if UCF is listed as Central Florida on this score thing, I'm gonna be mad. But UCF has Stanford and then at Pitt back to back. We think they survive. Uh, Stanford don't look good, man. Well, so, they gotta figure uh, out this quarterback situation. Um, are they going? Are they going to Stanford? No, are Stanford they going to, Palo Alto? Going to, to Orlando. Oh, Bounce give out. me, give me the Knights. Uh, and then UCF goes to Pitt. Pitt came down and. I mean, they they murdered Pitt last year. Um, it's cold. It's cold up there, but they're getting Pitt when it's when it's nice. You know, what I mean, It'd be a nice crisp seventy degrees. I don't know. Is Pitt good? Like Pitt's got a decent quarterback, right? Um, yeah, they got a decent quarterback. I mean, Pitt. Pitt I got. Know. I mean. We'll talk about this later. We'll talk yep. about this one later. I'm not ready to make a pick on uh, that. The matchup predictor as UCF has a 76 point, uh, 76% to win on the old F football power index. Yeah, well, how'd that work out for Tennessee and Hillary Clinton? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> all right, all right. We're, we're over an hour. This is going to take me forever to edit because the stupid thing messes up every time. So uh, that's our Sunday show. Hopefully it's up before midnight on Sunday. Uh Dave, thanks for joining me. We want to remind everybody: leave us a review on iTunes. As you heard, did you hear we? Did you hear our bad review, Dave, that we got the other day? Yeah, yeah, I read it, <laughs> and I thought it was something I said, but it wasn't. It was what was it like? Two idiots talking about football? <laughs> yeah, or two something? morons. I actually tried to make that the name of the episode, but uh, it didn't fly. Um, oh it didn't man, fly. Yeah, because we we got to put it up on the website, uh, and it was said that on there as the title. So uh, we're still at one hundred and six. It says. Excuse me, please remake colon two morons discuss football, <laughs> which I definitely <laughs> applied to, to tonight's episode. So, uh, you know, leave us a review. We're back. We're doing shows. Very on brand, baby. We're on brand. All right, we're Let's doing go. two shows a week. Uh, help us out. Get us on those lists because, you know, the athletics got all these podcasts out. They're trying to sync us. So, 
uh, help help mm. us out. Uh, that wraps it up for us. I will be back later in the week. Not sure if Dave will be on. Rob will be on, and uh, we'll go over our picks and everything like that. So thanks for listening. And uh, M Deuce, poor M Deuce is Oregon State Beavers. Oh, and two lose to Hawaii. We feel you, M Deuce. Sorry, brother. Uh, beaver up or whatever. What did the Beavers say is their thing? I like Beaver, beaver up. up. Let's make it. This is not Beaver up. It should be. Uh, so Beaver up. M Deuce, play us out.